What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dream a Little, the podcast that's all about helping you feel confident about your ABDL side. I'm your host, Lo. Thank you so much for listening. I remember back when I first told my fiance, TK, that I was into ABDL. I had heard a lot of no's up until that point from various partners I had had. So when TK expressed that he wasn't sure about it, that actually gave me a lot of hope. And over the years, after talking with so many different people in this community, I've come to learn that when your partner says no, it doesn't necessarily mean no forever. It can sometimes mean not right now. Our guest Joe is here to share how he told his wife about ABDL and how their relationship has transformed since. He's going to share how they set boundaries and then how, most importantly, they revisited those boundaries later on to discuss and negotiate and see if anything had changed. I honestly believe most things in life are negotiable, and this is especially true when you're first starting out with kink. Maybe your partner isn't comfortable with everything right away. Maybe they don't want to go into the mommy role, but they're willing to let you wear around them. That's a great baby step. And as time passes, you might get the itch to ask for more. And I just want you to know that's okay, as long as you bring it up at the right time and in a respectful way. Luckily for Joe, his wife has amazing communication skills, so I think you'll walk away from this episode with new ideas on how to renegotiate boundaries in your own relationship so that your kink life can evolve with your partner. If you enjoy this episode and you want to reach out to Joe, you can find his contact info in the show notes of this episode at thelittlelounge.com slash 164. That's thelittlelounge.com slash 164. You'll also find my latest nurturing mommy role play there as well. So if you need some help getting into little space, be sure to check it out. Again, that's thelittlelounge.com slash 164. All right, let's get started. What's up, Joe? How's it going? It's going well. Great to be here. Thanks I'm for ex- having me. I'm excited to talk to you. I know it's always cool to hear people's voice and, um, you know, after talking online for a little bit, and I have yeah. to say, you have a very nice voice. Well, thank you. <laughs> no problem. So, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you identify as in within the community, the ABDL community? So, I live here on the East Coast. Been married for coming up on almost a year now, so that's really exciting. Congratulations! Um, thank you, thank you. We also just bought recently bought a house, and we were in the middle of the COVID shutdown. So, while we were in lockdown, we adopted or rescued a a two-year-old um, uh, lab slash pit mix. We've been having a lot of fun with him the last couple months. Oh, that's the perfect time. I mean, at least you have a little companion to keep you preoccupied while you're shut in. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty greatly spoiled by that for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> he came home and both of us were. I was out of work for a little bit, and my wife was working from home, so there was a ton of attention coming his way for like two months straight there. He's like, this is how it always is. This is awesome. <laughs> right. Oh, he loved it. Yeah. And then I went back to work and he wasn't, he wasn't too happy. Oh. But I think, he, I think he's forgiven me. <laughs> That's great. And then I guess within the community, I would sort of identify as a DL and a little. Okay, cool. So are you strictly a little, you don't consider yourself a switch? I've never tried it, but I've also really never found myself with the the urge or the desire to want to. So I would say pretty much strictly, strictly little. Okay, got it. Have you ever, you know, had a chance to like explore your kinks in depth with someone? Yeah. So when my wife and I were, were still dating, we were at living, not together, but we were both living at the time in, in Boston about 
three or four years ago. And you were kind of getting to the point in our relationship where it was getting really serious. And I felt like I was comfortable telling her and, and discussing it with her. And then we sort of, and then I sort of had this like six month internal battle back and forth of like, well, should I or shouldn't I, should I or shouldn't I? And I finally did. Um, and this was probably like three and a half years ago. And honestly, it was probably the, the best thing that I ever did for me and and I think for our relationship it's definitely created a closeness for us that that wasn't that wasn't there before and I think the big reason that it wasn't there is because I was hiding something from my partner did she suspect anything knowing you as a person um she, no she she wasn't expecting this whatsoever wow. <laughs> I know um, sometimes people will talk about how, you know, their partners are like, oh, well, I kind of had hints or something, but she had no idea. <laughs> Nothing. I, I think when most people meet me in, in real life, they their stereotype or their assumption about me is that I would be pretty plain, pretty vanilla. So she was really caught off guard by that and totally understanding and accepting. Um, she obviously didn't really know what it was at first. Uh, so she wanted to take some time to kind of like research it for herself and find out more about the fetish and the community. And actually, thankfully, that's where a lot of the stuff that you had been writing at that time with your your website and, and your Tumblr account was really good because it kind of, I just directed her towards that. I was like, no, listen to this podcast. You'll understand better. Did it really help? It did. Yeah, oh. uh, it, it honestly did. I was so I was excited and happy that she listened to it. I I can't remember the name of the which podcast that it was, but it would have been about three years ago. And, and it was kind of dealing with like, what is ABDL? Right. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I will say that it, it definitely wasn't a smooth sailing process, especially on my end. I think even before I told her the constant sort of back and forth that I was going with kind of created a like a separation or like a became like a wedge or a space between us. And we actually broke up for a little bit in the months before I told her. So we were kind of dating and broke up over in the summer and then got back together in the fall. And and I think on my end, part of what made me not feel as close to her and, and led to that temporary breakup was that I just kept hiding this from her. And I kept internally kind of every time I was around her, it wasn't about being in the moment with her. It was about this other conversation or debate I was having with myself about, do I say something now or do I not say something now? It completely takes over you at some point, this anxiety. Because, I mean, obviously you care about her so much. You see a future with her and you think about the rest of your life and you're like, is this how it's going to (laughs) be? Yeah. Listen, I I could spend the rest of this podcast telling you about all the amazing things she she does and how she's an amazing, awesome woman. So I definitely, definitely love her very much. And she could see that that space that was opening up between us. And I think on her end, she just thought that was kind of the relationship had run its course. We kind of lost that, that spark. We lost that connection. And, and in truth, be honest, I, th- I think a lot of that was, was on me and not being kind of focused or in the moment and being too worried about what is this thing that I maybe or maybe won't do or say to her. Right. What was the turning point for you? <laughs> wine helped um, <laughs> when we had gotten back together I was in professional school finishing up my my final year working on completing my getting my uh, doctorate degree in dentistry which is a really stressful time I advise any of your listeners who are looking to go into some kind of professional training like that don't make any major relationship to decisions in the middle of some of the most stressful times you're when you'll be in school. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. So 
I was just opening up to her a lot about the stress that I was dealing with in, in school and, and that, the impact it was having on me. And I had some other things going on with my family in my personal life at the time. And she could see how that was having an impact on me and the, and the stress that it was causing me. And then I guess I was opening up to her about all these other things that were going on at the time, not related to ABDL. And I, I saw how well she responded to it and how strong and supportive she was of me through all of that. It, it just got me more and more comfortable to feel like, you know what, if this relationship is going to work and and I do want this relationship to, to work, I want this to be a, a part of my life. And it, I think it's always going to be a part of my life. And I want her to know that and hopefully one day be a part of it as well. So I think the night that I actually told her we were watching TV together and, and I had had a couple, like I said, again, a couple glasses of wine. So that kind of mellowed me out a little bit. And then I finally just said, you know, listen, there's something that I need to tell you. And I, I haven't, I've been hiding it from you. And momentarily, you could see the color kind of drain from her face. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> she had a little bit of anxiety kind of wash over her real quick. And then I told her, and, and there was definitely a pause on her end. And, I, and I'm totally understandable. That was something that no one was expecting. And, and if you, you ask my wife, when I have like big news to say or, or tell someone, I do have a tendency to kind of like pause a little bit or hesitate some and it kind of makes it seem like it's like bad news and not necessarily just big news she's complained about that forever so it was one of those <laughs> things and you know she's like well okay that you know this is something new i definitely wasn't expecting it i am like super super lucky that in her career she has had a ton of training on all kinds of things involving like diversity and, and conflict management and mediation and so on and so forth so she's like one of the most wonderfully accepting understanding people you'll ever meet so uh, obviously i'm sure internally she was feeling really uncomfortable but she wasn't let, letting me see any of that in the moment and, and i think she was very clear and very understanding and just kind of said you know what i know this is important to you so i'm going to take some time to research it learn more about it come to understand it better and then we'll sit down in, a, in another week or so and, and talk about it again wow yeah i mean probably the best reaction I could have hoped for. She sounds awesome. <laughs> she, I, again, I could spend the rest of the podcast talking about that. I just want to backtrack real quick to something sure. you said. And I'm just curious to know, do you remember what you said when you told her? Or did you kind of like, I know for me, sometimes I kind of like, I think back on it and I just like, I don't even remember. I feel like I blacked out halfway through. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if I had to, Oh, it's a stretch. It has been a few years now, but it probably came out a little bit just like a bunch of word vomit. It was just like, hey, I'm into diapers, you know, just like <laughs> really quick. Because it was, it, it was again, this this tension that I had built up inside of me for so long right. that once I finally sort of released that valve, it just came flooding out. Right. Which in hindsight may not have been the best way to do it because then it just kind of hit her with all the stuff at one time. But it, it definitely got everything off of my chest. So yeah, I, I think I was just like, pretty sure I just came right out and said it that I like to wear diapers and I like to I guess role play or act like a, a child you know somewhere around the age of like two and then it's something that I've been into for a really long time and have started to kind of look into it more and more obviously the, the first time you're like realize you're interested in diapers you're not really sure what that means or what do you like or not like so just spending a few years online finding other people's blogs or websites or Twitter accounts and kind of learning about the larger community, I kind of 
was able to come to better understand myself. So I was sort of trying as best I could explain that to her. And then I, I think I think the the next thing that was probably in the moment uh, a little bit too far was I we weren't living together at the time, but I would you know go over and spend the weekends at her place or vice versa. And and for that weekend we were at her apartment, and I had in my bag. I knew I was it was going to happen at some point that weekend. I had actually packed a couple diapers to show her. Okay. And that was probably not something that she was ready to handle right in the in that first moment. I, I think that she needed more time to kind of understand things a little bit better before just showing that to her. Right. I, I get it. I mean, hey, at least you weren't you weren't wearing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Surprise. Have the Hey, look at this. <laughs> okay, so that that's a good thing. I mean, I guess in that way, maybe you even want to tread cautiously and get their consent before even showing them like a kink item. I wish I, mean? I had done that. Yeah, knowing in hindsight what I know now, it, that would have been a, a better move and, and more respecting of, of her her wishes and, and her comfort. Right, okay. But it seems like regardless of that incident, she was still wanting to learn Open-minded. more and oh, she absolutely. wants to understand she she wanted to yes. understand where you were coming from exactly and and in the preceding you know weeks and months there was definitely a lot of conversations that she had with me to kind of understand more what does this mean to me what you know what are the specifics about it what why do i like it you know what what was like maybe expecting from her and yeah. then uh she was doing you know some research on her own to kind of understand more about the larger community. How did you feel during those conversations when, I mean, I, I'm assuming this was the first time you had ever told someone about... Anyone, okay. right, period. Okay, so so how does it feel when someone's now asking you about certain things? Did you have all the answers? Did you know all the answers to what she was asking? Did you feel happy that she was asking? Were you uncomfortable? Like, how how did that feel? Well, I guess I was excited or happy that at least we were still having the conversation. So like, okay, good. We're still dating. This is excellent. <laughs> but I didn't have all the answers. No, uh, I don't really consider myself any expert whatsoever when it comes to like the ABDL fetish or community. I think I barely understand myself when it comes to it. So I, and there's still a ton of things that I'm even still learning today and being you know introduced or exposed to. So I, I tried to answer her questions the best I could. Um, and if there was something that one of us or most likely me didn't know, it, I'd look it up. If I find it, I would send it to her. She would go and you know do some research on her own to answer that question. But it was some some most areas were pretty easy because a lot of it she was asking me were specific to what did did I like what did I like to do so there were a lot of questions about me which were pretty easy to answer yeah that makes sense and you make up an interesting point which is which I totally get because before I ever you know acted upon these urges or had a partner to explore them with you don't always know what yeah. you want from a scene or what you're going to like. You're like, okay, this sounds good in a fantasy, but is it really going to translate and be fun in reality? And then the more I role play with my boy, it's like things evolve and grow and you learn more yeah. about yourself, right? <laughs> so up to that point, I think the only thing that I had done is maybe purchase a few adult diapers online and and and, and wear them. I, I'd never done any role playing and anything so i again like you said you you have these fantasies and you have these ideas about what you think you'd like to do but i never realized them or carried them out with anyone so i, I didn't know if i was going to enjoy it or how much or, or how little i would want to do 
So there were definitely a lot of those questions, even though they were about me, I, I, I couldn't answer because I just hadn't done it yet. I, like, I didn't know how much was I more towards the little side or more towards the, the DL side. And I think that little side of me has probably grown in these last couple of years as we've gotten to engage in more of scene play and, and role play and kind of de- I've had a chance to kind of develop this persona a little bit better. That's amazing. What's your dynamic like now? Well, it, it's the last couple of months probably, or the last year or so with our wedding and then buying a house, it's definitely been off a little bit. Right. But now that we're kind of settled into our house and we actually have, thankfully, we're lucky enough as home, we have some rooms, you know, that we don't regularly use for anything else that we've kind of been able to set aside for like as a play space. So, Aww. yeah, I mean, it's, I could have ever dreamed of this, but like it's actually, and she took the lead on some of this stuff, which again, just fills me with so much joy and happiness and, and love for her. She went out and bought like bed sheets, kid themed bed sheets for a spare bedroom that we have. So we've kind of turned that into my little bedroom slash like playroom. Wow. That is so cool. So you say she took the lead. So um, it sounds like she's enjoying, is she playing the mommy role with you? Well, we don't use that term. I don't think she's quite comfortable right. with, with okay. that word. I get um, that. Care, yeah. Caregiver, I think is the a better definition for the role that she plays. <laughs> Probably if you, if you saw our, our scene and our, and our role play together, the dynamic would definitely be, you know, a mommy and a little boy. We just don't use that, that terminology. That seems like a fair thing. I mean, not everyone I, is inter- interested in that word. I get it. Or comfortable yeah, with that word. I think it's comfortable. And, it, and it's, it's been about one thing that I've had to, to learn and, and respect is this is new to her and this wasn't any ever anything that she ever thought that she would be doing but she knows how important it is to me and so we've slowly been kind of introducing new things as she's gotten more comfortable with it which has actually been kind of cool for me because it keeps everything new and fresh because we didn't just jump into everything all at the beginning we started off slow and then kind of really up to what we have today as she got more comfortable so you know day one she wasn't going out there buying me kids toys or bed sheets or or things like that but now today without me even having to suggest anything she's like hey you know it's been a while since we've picked up any new kind of games or activities so i went out and got this today when i was at target oh yeah and i I mean that right that's kind of the reaction that i have on the inside when she she does those things i i get this warm feeling in my my heart melts a little bit I'm so happy for you guys. So there you have it, you guys. Are you liking this episode so far? I really hope so. If so, stay tuned for part two next week. I'll see you then. Bye.